Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. The hokey magician term abracadabra could actually help us focus our relationship with ourselves and with others. And that is what we're going to be talking about today on The Ordinary Yogi. This is going to be kind of a coffee talk-ish because I have a cup of coffee with me. But uh, I want to talk about the word or the yoga of our words or the words we use. I felt this is very important because our words are such powerful tools and affect our day-to-day. And I don't think we realize it. And I wanted to bring an awareness to it because... The more we're aware of things, the more we can maybe affect and change these things, which is going to trickle down and change other things. The term abracadabra translates to roughly into, I will create as I speak. And this is such a great way of putting it because our words create so many things, right? We can influence people. We can encourage people. We can comfort people. We can sucker uh, people into marrying them, like I did my wife. Like all kinds of stuff happens with our words, not just with other people. Our words also have a huge effect on ourselves and how we speak to ourselves. And it can make us feel very powerful. It can make us feel very small and weak. And I just want to bring an awareness to all this. Because a lot of times we can get stuck in these loops of negative self-talk or you know, just saying bullshit just to say bullshit, which causes, you know, animosity in our relationships because we just don't tailor our words or we're just not really aware or conscious of the power our words have on other people. And like a lot of rappers say, our word is bond, dog. It's uh, it's our integrity. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So as far my story, you know, speaking to myself has always been it still is a challenge. It's right. It's an ongoing fight. And it's something I've brought a lot of awareness to. And luckily through, you know, practicing yoga and mindfulness and, you know, therapy and a bunch of other stuff, I've able to at least been able to cause, have a little pause before I started going down this hole of negative self-talk and just asking myself, like, where is this coming from? You know, who is saying these things? You know, it's speaking to myself. And just asking those questions allows me to look at them from a different angle and then maybe change them or just have a different perspective or just eliminate them completely. Okay, I'm not I'm not batting a thousand or anything. Sometimes I the negative self-talk gets the better of me. I'm very imperfect. But having that awareness is a huge thing. When it comes to speaking with my wife, it's another thing. You know, uh, when we're upset with each other or in a disagreement. I have to check the words I use because am I saying these things because I want to, you know, quote unquote, win? Do I want to say these things to hurt her? You know, which isn't going to help our disagreement whatsoever. So having that awareness, my wife has also, I think, created a better space for our conversations because I take pause and just kind of like, okay, where's this coming from? What's the outcome I want to have by saying this? And more important, you know, with my son, 
there's plenty of times I'm, I'm frustrated with toddler actions, right? He's just being a kid. He can't help. He's discovering the world, has big emotions, all this stuff. And I have to really, really hone myself on the words I use with him. You know, I coming up, I didn't have too much positive affirmations coming from my parents. Not to their fault. They just probably didn't know. And that's okay. I have to, you know, kind of fix that. But I've told my wife and my, we had this conversation that that type of thing, it stops with us. And we have to be very careful with the words we use around our son and try not to shut down uh, his imagination, his play, anything like that. So it's a really delicate dance. Not saying that we're just super oh, all the time. Because when he does something that, you know, we don't agree with, we definitely speak with him in a different tone. And also with the words, with our words with others, as far as people I work with, it's a very, <clears throat> going off on a side tangent here, life in the military has changed a lot since I've been in. There was no problems with uh, calling someone a fucking idiot in a room full of people. And that was the way things were dealt with back in the day. However, now we're a lot more conscious of, you know, many other things. So we have to be a little bit more tactful, I would say, in the words that we use. And when you have a, a young person that probably has never had anybody come down on them and you, you know, come down them like that, it causes a huge, huge thing and a huge rift between you and that member. So if ever he or she has an issue, they're never going to come to you because you're the person that yelled at them. But still trying to maintain a certain level of discipline in which we are in the military, it takes a lot of work to get your point across in a way that is that you know gets the point across but also is re- the other person receptive to it it's it's a very fine dance so again our words are very powerful those are just examples that in my life that i've you know had to really work on and struggle with and still again i'm not perfect i still struggle with and i just kind of want to get into it because maybe some of us have the same issue or maybe we're just not aware of these things and that's what we're going to dive into today the first resource I found when researching this episode is, again, I've referenced this book so many times on this podcast, is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's a very short and very powerful read. So there's four agreements you make with yourself. But I'm just going to be talking about the first one, which is be impeccable with your word. And at the beginning of the episode, I talked about abracadabra and how it's like this magical that magicians use. But as I was thinking about this, you know, our words are create stories that we've been told our entire life. Uh, they're opinions of others that are put on us by our family, by society, by even ourselves, right? Those things are implanted into us as we grow up and as we go through life. And those stories, I kind of see them as they're like spells, you know, going back to the abracadabra stuff. If you're repeatedly telling yourself this thing that's negative or repeatedly telling someone else's thing that's negative, it's going to put a spell on them. They're going to get put into this. They're going to put themselves or you're going to put yourself into this box that I am this certain way. And that is it. Right. Um, You know, if I say I'm I'm very stupid, it kind of hurts me to say that. Then all of a sudden, everything that comes into my life that maybe I want to take a chance on, I have to, that thing replays into my head. Again, it puts, kind of puts a spell on me and I limit myself. So, 
you know, as we start using, we start talking being impeccable with your word. What that means is without sin. As if you, you know, impeccable, that's kind of what it translates to. And realizing we can do so much good with what we say. And granted, what we want to say sometimes isn't all that great. And that's part of being human. But I still think we can use our words in a way to get our point across, but doesn't completely tear the other person or yourself down. For example, if, you know, it's about May by the time, well, actually by the time this episode comes out, it'll be end of April. A lot of times by now, people put on their New Year's resolutions and they've completely fallen off. And that's, you know, that's kind of how it goes. But in that process, let's just say you wanted to, you know, pick up a hobby and your plan was to, you know, do practice it three times a week and then you miss a day. And then you start telling yourself, well, I shouldn't have even fucking started this. I shouldn't have even yada, yada. And then that spell gets put on you. And then we start to really believe it. And we just leave everything completely. And there's also the anecdote of, you know, I'm a loser. So are you a loser or have you lost in the past? And those say the same, kind of say the same thing. But being a loser is like a perpetual state of being versus... I have lost, which is something we've all done. So it definitely, the impact definitely switches when you change those words. And that's just kind of another example of how powerful our words are when you put a little word jujitsu on them. So Don Miguel Rees says, be impeccable with your word, do doing good, being without sin. And this is really hard to do, really check myself, you know, when it comes to like gossip, when it comes to anything, what are my words doing right now? Are they doing good? Or are they just feeding my ego, feeding a negative thought, feeding negativity in the world? So before we open our mouths, we can, you know, am I being impeccable with my word is a great way to start this practice. As a connection to yoga, we talk about saucha, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast too, which is translates to cleanliness. And we're gonna, I think I'm going to do an episode on cleanliness in general and how that helps our, our mental space. But we're talking about a cleanliness of our thoughts and of our words. And this goes back, kind of ties to being impeccable. Are are these thoughts clear and clean? And, you know, as I'm speaking, I'm I'm thinking of like a sheet, like a white sheet or tablecloth that you would put on a table. Of course, you would put on a table, Luis, silly bitch. Anyway, (laughs) being cleanliness or being clean, you know, those specks of dirt or, or stains or whatever, those are our negative thoughts, our negative imprints that have been put on us through stories that we tell ourselves. So as we live this life and tell us these things, are our words without the stains of these negative imprints, if that makes sense? You know, am I looking at this through a clear lens or is it dirty with things that I've thought or things that I've been told? And I think that's a really great way to look at cleanliness in our words. Is this what I'm thinking, you know, the self, or is this what a past version of me thought, or is this something that my parents put on me? All these things that are printed and pressed on us that affect our day-to-day now. And also when it comes to the cleanliness of what we consume or the, the quality of what we consume, and I mean this in, you know, the information we take in, the podcasts we listen to, kind of like this one. I hope this one does you some good. Or, 
you know, the social media we take in, the news we take in, all that information comes in and it affects our thinking, whether we like to realize it or really like to admit it or not. And our thinking tends to affect our words. And then our words tend to affect our life, right? They create our life. So those are a couple of, you know, things to think about, things to chew on as we go through this episode. But I did want to leave this episode with a few tips on how we can start working on being impeccable with our word or just realizing the power of our word and just seeing what kind of difference it can make. The first one is, you know, before we say anything, putting our words through these three gates. And I think this is a very, very powerful way to filter out anything that's not going to do any good or, you know, helping us be impeccable. The first gate is, is what I'm saying true? Which is a hard question to answer because is it true to me? Is it true to everybody else? So is what I'm saying true? The next thing is, is what I'm saying necessary? And I kind of fall, I love giving unsolicited advice, kind of why I have a podcast. But we kind of like see a lot of people, even myself, we fall into this thing of just saying things just to say things because we don't like, you know, silence or empty air. But is what I'm saying true? And is it necessary in this moment in time right now? And the last gate to put it through is, is this kind? Is what I'm about to say kind to the person I'm going to say it to or to myself even? So that's number one, pushing it through these three gates. Is it true? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And I think that's going to filter out a lot of things. You just got to, before you say anything, take a breath, pass it through those three gates, and then just be like, be okay with not saying anything. And I think that's another hurdle we can get over. The next one is, what is our intention with what we're about to say? Going back to having a disagreement with my my wife, is what I'm saying, is the intention to find a solution to the disagreement? Or is what I'm saying, do I have an intention to just feel good because I kind of put my wife down, right? Two completely different things. So asking yourself, what is the intention of this thing? And this can be put into work as well. If you're going to give a briefing or, you know, you're leading a meeting or you're going to say something, giving feedback to a person, what is the intention of the words I'm putting down here right now that I'm saying out? Is it to help the person? Is it to tear the person down? You know, and I, so some people kind of blur those lines between the two, but there's a tactful way to do that. So setting the intention is another great step. The next one, which I have trouble with a lot, is to slow down and breathe. Uh, I just had an interview with Michael Caggio. I think that episode party went out. And after the episode, I asked him for feedback. And I, I tried to do that with all the guests I have on here. And he said it was good, but I seemed rushed. And the advice he gave me was just be okay with the silence and taking your time and taking a breath in between questions, in between little uh, bits of conversation. And I thought this was really powerful because we're really used to taking in a lot of stuff all the time, right? From our phones, from anything, all this information that if we're in a conversation and just gets really quiet, kind of like that right there, it gets a little uncomfortable, right? We have to sit with that. But I think the more we practice, the more we slow down our conversations, the more deliberate and intentional our words can be if we can just give us ourselves a second to gather our thoughts 
put this thing out there and deliver it well. So sitting in silence or being okay with silence and taking a breath between our sentences or taking a deep breath before we respond to anything is a great way to just take a second to gather our thoughts and make sure what we're saying is going to be received well and it's going to meet the intention that we want it to. The last thing that we can do to not necessarily improve our words, but really see the power of them is to journal. And there's a couple different ways we can do this. First, if you're having a, a, a little stint of negative self-talk, this is a great exercise to do. Uh, you can get a journal and write down all that negative stuff that you want to write down. And once you have it all written down, once you have it all out of your system, looking at it and reading it from a, and that gives you a different perspective of like, is this true? Where's this coming from? And you can kind of question it a little bit. And another thing that I've started using another quick little tool is would I say this to someone I love? And Ooh, that's probably gonna hurt a lot of people there, right? A lot of things I, when my wife and I are like, oh, I don't know what I should do. What should I do? And I usually, I usually have the, I fall back on this question. It's like, what would I tell my son to do? And that changes the complete perspective of how I'm going to approach that. So writing down those negative thoughts and looking at them through those lenses definitely changes, you know, how you look at them and maybe questions, you get some questions on where they're coming from. The next thing we can do to prepare ourselves or maybe to check ourselves a little bit is at the end of the day, we can write in our journal, how did I use my words today? Ask yourself that journaling prompt. How did I use my words today? And you can think back to the day, like, did I use them well? Did I use them for good? Was I impeccable? Did I pause? Was I kind? And with that review, that little feedback is going to generally tell you which way you should go. And I feel like this can be used at the beginning of the day as well. You know, we often, you know, what you seek, you find. So if you start your journaling process at the very beginning of the day, which I, I tend to do, you can just write yourself a prompt or a reminder or a question, how am I going to use my words today? And then you start writing how you're going to use your words. And as you go through the day, you're going to notice oh, I have opportunities here to use my words well. It, it's the same lines of, you know, you're, you're not thinking about white cars, but you're going to buy a white car now, and now you fucking see white cars everywhere. So that's what I mean by what you seek, you find. So if you write down you know, in your journal beginning of the day, how am I going to use my words today? And you write down how are you going to use them? I guarantee there's going to be moments in that day now that you're going to see opportunities to use those words that way. So those are the four tips I had for improving our words or just realizing the power of them. Passing them through those three gates. You know, is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? What is the intention of our words? Remembering to slow down and to breathe and to use the journal as a great tool. Again, writing down negative thoughts and seeing them from a different perspective or asking yourself, how did I use my words today? Or how am I going to use my words today? Are great tools to do so. So the word yoga, as we're speaking out words, it's about union. It's about yoking things together. And I feel a lot of times we're out of integrity with our words, with our words and ourself. 
because we should be completely and madly in love with ourselves. And as I said, all these negative self-talks, I would never say them to somebody I love, but I tend to say them to myself. And if we're trying to put love into the world, like I would my family, with people I'm close to, I can use my words and put those things together in a much better fashion if I'm very cautious of the words I use. I hope this episode was useful for you all. I sincerely appreciate you all for listening and continuing to listen. We're like 80-some episodes in now. And I love you all. And I hope you all know that. And if you enjoyed this episode or enjoy this podcast, please do me a favor, leave a rating review. That would do so many wondrous things to get this episode out there. Or share it with somebody that you might think find, might find this useful. Um, and that's about it. I will talk to you all next week. <laughs>